The fastest cars, the best drivers, the highest level of racing around the globe. You're listening to Talk F1 from the Michael Papinchak Show, where I discuss every race lap by lap from the Formula One season. Now buckle up, because it's time to Talk F1. Hello and welcome to Talk F1, a segment of the Michael Papinchak Show. I'm your host, Michael Papinchak. Today we're going to be going over round 13 of the 2022 Formula One season. Formula One was at the Hungaro Ring in Budapest, Hungary for the Hungarian Grand Prix, the 37th running of this race. This track opened in 1986 behind the Iron Curtain. It is typically called Monaco without the barriers or buildings, because like Monaco, it is a short, twisty track where it is hard to overtake. I believe Monaco is just over two miles long. The Hungaro Ring is 2.7 miles long. Now, this track is not used a lot. A lot of tracks that F1 goes to, they're used throughout the year for other kinds of racing, you know, motorcycle racing, other different formulas and different kind of series. However, this track is not used, so it can be very dusty, and it undergoes a lot of track development which means the track needs to get rubbered in. And as the track gets rubbered in by not only Formula 1, but Formula 2 and, and, the, and the W Series, uh, which I'll discuss in a little bit, um, even as, as they run on the track, rubber is laid down, the track gets, quote, rubbered in, and the track gets quicker and quicker as the weekend progresses. So this is usually the hottest race of the year, but for the last two years we've had a cooler, wet weather weekend and it's usually so hot that from 1986 the first wet race wasn't until 2006 which is pretty crazy if you think about it under its current setup lewis hamilton has the track record of 116.627 from the 2020 hungarian grand prix now when i say under this current setup between 1986 and now, tracks do, you know, go under certain changes every year. Even this season, tracks that we've gone to dozens of times before might have, this turn might be slightly different. You know, maybe they changed the pit entry, pit, pit exit. There's all kind of different ways they can, like just, here's a great example. Google the original Silverstone track in England compared to the Silverstone track now. Very different. So commentators actually mentioned, I swear they mentioned, I watched it a couple times, that this was the place that Hamilton won his first race, but I I looked it up just to verify, and according to our good friend Wikipedia, Lewis Hamilton's first win was actually the 2007 Canadian Grand Prix. Now, Now, 2007 was his first season in Formula One, and he did win the Hungarian Grand Prix, which was after Canada in 2007, so maybe they were just talking about how, you know, this was one of his, you know, first season wins when he was with McLaren back in 2007. So the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix also had rain. Lewis Hamilton was on pole. It was Oak. It was Esteban Ocon's first win and the first win for Alpine. Hamilton was in P2 and Sainz was in P3. So this again is round 13 of the 2022 Formula One season. 
and it is the final race before the summer shutdown, and the next race will not be until August 26 in Belgium. This weekend, teams did bring upgrades. Most notably was Haas, who brought up upgrades only for Magnussen's car. It was the first time they brought upgrades this season, and their car looks remarkably like the very good winning Ferrari, which, hey, if you're going to copy anyone, you might as well copy a car that's been winning some, some races. So Friday, we have free practice one and free practice two. It was Fernando Alonso's 41st birthday on, on the Friday. And something interesting, I talked just a couple minutes ago about how this track can be very dusty because it's not used a lot. And Perez was actually on the radio sneezing, which the commentators said they have never heard before. And one of the commentators, a Formula F1 driver, said he has never sneezed in a car while driving. But maybe that's just how dusty this rarely used track was. So the results for free practice one, Science was P1 with a 1 minute 18 seconds, 0 0.750. And then Verstappen was 0 0.130 seconds behind. Then Leclerc, Norris, Russell, Perez, Hamilton, Ricardo, Ocon, Alonso, Fettel, Stroll, Gasly, Sunodu, Joe, Albon, Magnussen, Mick Schumacher, Kibitza, who was in for Valtteri Botas at Alfa Romeo, and down in P20, as usual, Williams's Nicholas Latifi. Also on Friday was free practice, too. Because of the short, twisty track, it's all about cornering speed, which should benefit Ferrari this weekend. Leclerc did have some car issues, but he did continue during this session. So, as I mentioned earlier, there were two support series this weekend, which helped the track development and the rubbering in. The W Series was there. It's a single-seater, all-female racing series. And F2, which is the formula under F1, and is typically the feeder series uh, for... Typically, if you win the F2 championship, you will most likely find yourself in an F1 car or part of an F1 team very soon. The results for FP2, Charles Leclerc led the pack with a 118.445, followed by Lando Norris, then Leclerc's teammate at Ferrari, Sainz, then Verstappen, who was 0.283 seconds behind the leader, Leclerc, then Ricardo, Alonso, Fettel, Russell, Perez, Botas, Hamilton, Joe, Ocon, Stroll, Gasly, Magnussen, Mick Schumacher, Latifi, Sonodu, and Alexander Albon, all the way at the bottom. The race weekend commenced on Saturday with free practice three. There was rain before this session. And when there is rain, there is nonstop discussion about how they can how the rain will shake up the grid. Because rain completely changes the game. As I've discussed in my my previous talk F1s, that they have the what are called slick tires. The red, the medium, I'm sorry, the 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 red softs, the yellow mediums, and the white hards. When it's wet weather, you have green-walled intermediate tires and blue-walled full wet tires. And these tires look a little bit more like the tires on your car. You can see the actual treads where the red, yellow, and white compounds are slick, smooth tires without tread. The results for FP3. Guys, you're not going to believe it. On intermediate tires... With a 141.480, also obviously wet conditions have much slower lap times. Leading the pack, FP3, 
I want everyone to write this down. Record it for history. Nicholas Latifi, our boy who just loves the number 20 on intermediates, led Leclerc in free practice three, followed by Albon, the other Williams driver, also usually at the bottom. And then Verstappen, Russell, Alonso, Sainz, Norris, Fettel, Magnussen, Hamilton, Mick Schumacher, Ocon, Ricardo, Stroll, Joe, Nodu, Botas, and Gasly. And uh, at the bottom was Perez, but Perez kind of like went out late in this session. They didn't really feel like practicing in the rain. Not sure if they just thought, well, you know, we're not going to have a wet race. So why really have a lot of running on wet and intermediate tires? But I, you know, I think Perez you know, came in P20 because I don't really think that was representative of his actual pace. I just think they kind of came out late and he really wasn't able to get in a decent lap time. Also on Saturday, we have qualifying. Let's see where the grid's going to be for Sunday's race. It also rained before this session and there was a huge black cloud around the track, just this ominous cloud. And everyone was wondering, are we going to have a wet qualifying who's going to be on pole Hamilton is a phenomenal driver in the wet conditions can he get his first pole of the season could he get his first win of the season where's Ferrari going to come out with their cornering speed you know what about Red Bull who has great straight line speed but you know the Ferraris beat them in in the cornering who's going to benefit from the short twisty Monaco style track so it was a 78 degree track temp and, and I mentioned this because the previous races, we've had 131-degree track temps. And again, those super-hot track temps affect tire choices. Your soft red tires are going to melt. And the cooler tracks make the hard tires almost unusable because you can't heat them up enough to get your fast, you know, uh, track times. So Q1, all right? Again, we have three different qualifying sessions. We lose the bottom five drivers in Q1 and Q2. And then in Q3, the fastest 10 race for who's going to be on pole. So in Q1, the team started out on the slick, red-walled soft tires because the track was dry enough. Eliminated was Sonodu, Albon, Fettel, Gasly, and Latifi. Back down in P20. You know, we had hope. He led FP3 but just couldn't make it in qualifying. The top was Hamilton with a 118.374, followed by Russell, Sainz, Verstappen, and Norris. Okay, Hamilton has had eight pole positions in Hungary. All right, so everyone is thinking, has Mercedes gotten gotten their team together, their car, all their issues? You know, could this be the race where Mercedes makes it happen, gets on the top step of the podium with Lewis Hamilton? And also, even though he came in P20, he did get the fastest first sector in Q1, which, if you follow F1, is pretty impressive for him. Q2, teams are still using the Redwald slick tires. Eliminated, big shocker, Sergio Perez for Red Bull, Joe Magnussen Stroll, and Mick Schumacher. Unbelievable. The top was Verstappen with a 117.703, followed by Leclerc, Alonso, Sainz, and Hamilton. So why was, you know, Perez, you know, eliminated? So his lap time was deleted because of track limits, but then it was reinstated 
And I think that totally messed up his Q2. And at one point, Kevin Magnuson in the Haas, who was on a slow lap, was was kind of blocking it in the way of Perez, who was on a fast lap. So during qualifying, when you go out, you just don't go on a hot lap right away. You do a out lap, warm up the tires, get the car ready, and then your second lap typically is your fast lap. But what happens is you have some drivers on fast laps, some drivers on out laps, and they can get in each other's way. So I think Perez, you know, so obviously if your track time is deleted, you now have to kind of, okay, go back and regroup. All right, that really good track time I just had, which would have put me into Q3 possibly, just got deleted. So now I have to go and do it again. Now Magnuson's in the way, and I think it just got all screwed up for him. So he got he went out in Q2, which is you know not typical for Sergio Perez in his Red Bull days. All right, Q3, the top 10 racing for pole. Again, still using those slick tires, even though you have that ominous black cloud. There is no water on the track, so intermediates and wets are not necessary. For his first time ever, in his F1 career, George Russell, with a 117.377, got his first pole position. Followed by Sainz, Leclerc. There they are, Ferrari up top, taking advantage of that great cornering speed. And then P4, Norris. And then Ocon, Alonso, Hamilton, Botas, Ricardo. But who haven't I mentioned? My boy, the world champion, Max Verstappen in P10 with power issues. Also, Hamilton. Again, was this going to be his big comeback for the season? P7, he had DRS issues. Now, I've discussed DRS before, and during qualifying, you can open that back flap, you know, your your rear wing, regardless of who's on the track or what. There's no rules about you have to be one second behind or within one second or whatever. During qualifying, you can open that rear wing in the DRS zones to give you the fastest lap time possible. However, with his DRS issues, he was not able to be as quick as everyone else. The qualifying was not a great day for Red Bull, which makes it a dream for Ferrari and Mercedes. And I really think with George Russell getting pole, if Lewis Hamilton did not have those DRS issues, I think he would have landed that pole. I really do. And he would have gotten his ninth pole at Hungary. But that didn't happen, so let's go to Sunday race day. Again, 78 degrees on the track, a nice cool track compared to what we've had recently in the very hot European weather. All right, the only change to the starting grid was that Gasly because of a new power unit, is going to be starting from the pit lane. So not in P20, so I mean technically in P20, but he won't be on the grid in the P20 position. He will be starting from the pit lane. So there was an early virtual safety car for contact between Magnussen and Ricardo. So this means that there wasn't an actual physical safety car on the track, but everyone reduces their speed. By lap eight, okay, because I'm a big Red Bull fan and because they they qualified for them low, we're going to be tracking their progress throughout the race. So 
by lap eight, Verstappen has actually gained four positions and Perez has gained three by overtaking both Alpines because really at the end of the day, the Alpines are not racing Red Bulls. Okay, they're racing McLaren for championship position. Okay, uh, Ferrari is racing Red Bull. So you got to think about it that way. Is even if you're ahead of current world champion Max Verstappen and you're, you know, Alonso in the Alpine, you know he's going to pass you. And you're really not, I mean, as much as Alonso wants to win, you know, who wants to beat Max Verstappen and the Ferraris and the Mercedes who are kind of fighting back. He knows that his race is really with McLaren for championship position. Best of the rest, as they refer to it. And then Sainz has fastest lap by lap eight. Uh, Lap 13, we got Max Verstappen in P5, Sergio Perez in P6 for Red Bull. But Max does seem to be having issues. However, we're going to find out those issues were not issues at all later in the race. In the top three here, Russell, Sainz, and Leclerc stay the same uh, by lap 13, but they're way ahead. They're kind of doing their own race way way out ahead. By lap 16, Sainz does a fake out pit stop. And this triggers pit stops from Verstappen, Hamilton, and Russell on on lap 17. But then Sainz ends up actually, so that was the beginning of lap 17. But then by the end of lap 17 into 18, Sainz actually does pit to uh, for the overcut uh, and comes out P6 from P1. So this is a very interesting thing here on lap 16. Kind of a early pit stop uh, for, you know, a 70-lap race. And was it a fake out or was Ferrari kind of, you know, doing this? They've had some odd, well, they've had some questionable strategic decisions this entire season so far. So was it a fake out or was it a mistake? Not sure, but it triggered, you know, Verstappen, Hamilton and Russell to pit. Eventually, Sainz did pit on the next lap and he was P1 because Russell and Hamilton, you know, because, you know, Russell pit. You know, Sainz became P1, but then he comes out P6. So it was, to me, kind of an odd strategic call, but will it benefit them later? We're going to find out. Lap 19, Perez pits, and Verstappen now has the fastest lap. Lap 20, Hamilton pits. Lap 21, Leclerc pits. Verstappen is now up to P4. By lap 24, Leclerc has the fastest lap, and the top is Russell, Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen, and Hamilton. Lap 28, there's a battle for P1 between Russell and Leclerc. Leclerc now having the fastest lap. By lap 31, Leclerc overtakes Russell for P1 into turn one. Now here, this is interesting because we have Leclerc, he's fighting for the championship position against Max Verstappen. Russell is fighting for his first win in F1 ever. So you kind of got two different motivations here. By lap 32, Alpine made the choice to use the the hard tires, and they are just falling down the grid. I don't know why they decided to do this. They thought, oh, we're going to do something different from everyone else. You know, obviously, the hard tires can go a lot longer than the medium tires. That can go longer than the soft tires. So sometimes you, you pick the hard tires, you can go a long stint and hope that people on softer tires pit, but you can still go but with only a 78-degree track temp, which is much cooler than, we, than we've had recently, the hard tires were just not 
usable, and it showed. They're, they just were falling down the grid. By lap 35, Sonoda spins. There's a yellow flag, and the talk of rain starts. All right. We don't have a wet race right now, but those clouds are ominous, and they're hanging around the track. Lap 39, Verstappen pits. He has a really good 2.4-second stop for medium tires. This triggers Leclerc to pit, and they put him on hard tires. Uh, excuse me, Ferrari, are you not paying attention to Alpine? Why would you go on hard tires? Russell goes on medium tires for his pit stop. So basically, there's a rule in F1 that you have to use two tire compounds for every race, unless it's a wet weather race. Then you just use the two intermediate or wet weather tire. You know what I mean? You just use one of those two or a combination of both, depending on how wet the race is. But if it's a wet race, you got to use the wet tires the whole time, basically you might be able to switch to the intermediates. So this is not a wet weather race. And I think what happened here is Ferrari just didn't plan properly, and they had to put, because of this rule, they had to put Leclerc on the hard tires, which are not good for this weekend. Lap 41, Verstappen overtakes Leclerc for P3. Remember, Verstappen had pitted for medium, a much better tire than Leclerc's uh, slow hard tire. Lap 42, Verstappen has the fastest lap, but he spins. Is the track getting wet? Can Max go from spin to win? Oh my gosh, Russell now battling the Red Bulls for position. Things are getting interesting. Lap 43, Perez pits. Lap 44, we have a Verstappen versus Leclerc for P3, hard versus medium tires. Now on lap 45, Verstappen gets back past Leclerc for P3. And again, did Ferrari just screw it up, putting Leclerc on those hard tires? Lap 40, uh, by lap uh, 46, Perez has the fastest lap. By lap 47, Sainz pits to cover the undercut from Hamilton, but he has a 4.2nd pit stop, very slow compared to, you know, uh, a Red Bull pit stop, which was 2.4 for Max, which is a very good, anything under three seconds is a great pit stop. And, you know, you know these, these races typically aren't won by a mile here, you know, you can win or lose a race by, you know, one hundredth of, you know, 0.1 second, like, like, you know what I mean? So, you know, you have someone who has a two second, 2.4 second pit stop, Science has a 4.6 second pit stop, that's twice as long, and that could really screw up where you come out in the order. So by lap 50 of 70 laps, we have Hamilton in first place, Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell, Science, and Perez who has the fastest lap. And this is very interesting because all six of these drivers were really potentially fighting for the win, which is something that we really haven't seen in F1 for a while. You know, with these new regulations and new cars, they can follow each other, they can pass, the DRS is powerful. You know, so we're seeing a race here. If you go back and watch the Hungarian Grand Prix, if you haven't seen it yet, by lap 50, you're really seeing a fight between six cars for the win, which is super exciting for any Formula One fan. By lap 52, Hamilton pits and goes from P1 to P5. Verstappen now takes the lead of the race. By lap 54, Russell up to P2 over Leclerc. Again, Leclerc on those hard tires. Lap 55, Leclerc pits, comes out P6. What? Okay, obviously these tires are slow, but now you pit him and he comes out P6. 
out, way out, way off the podium. It, people are scratching their heads. What is going on on the Ferrari pit wall? And Hamilton overtakes the fastest lap. By lap 57, Verstappen in P1 is now over eight seconds ahead of P2 Russell. By lap 60, Verstappen in P1 is now over nine seconds ahead of P2 Russell. And Hamilton maintains his fastest lap. By lap 63, Hamilton overtakes signs for P3. Guys, Hamilton is on a mission. I think he recognizes that his car on this track has speed and he wants to get on that podium, maybe even win the race. Lap 65, Hamilton overtakes his teammate George Russell for P2. Verstappen is now 10 seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton, who again just got the P2 position. Lap 68, Botas loses power and DNF, so you have another virtual safety car. And now there's threat of rain, but we're on lap 68 of 70. The race is almost over. Is it worth going in for, you know, intermediate tires? Because, you know, you could be on the final lap, and if it starts to rain and you're on red or yellow slick tires or the, or the white hards, you can easily slide off of the track. Lap 69 into 70, we have green flag conditions. The, the virtual safety car is over, and again, is it worth going on those intermediate tires. Well, let's find out. Lap 70, final lap going a little bit slower because of the threat of rain. Max Verstappen wins the race from 10th position. He went from spin to win in Hungary for round 13 of the 2022 Formula One season. So Verstappen, uh, almost eight seconds ahead of P2 Hamilton. Verstappen also got driver of the day. It is his eighth win of the season in Hamilton, his 11th podium in Hungary, followed by his teammate Russell. So there's our podium, ladies and gentlemen, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and George Russell. Ferrari, with all of their strategy mistakes, at least have science in P4. Then Perez, who started 11th, got a P5. Then Leclerc, who at one point was leading the race, pitted on those terrible hard tires and came out finishing P6, followed by McLaren's Lando Norris, Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, Sebastian Vettel, Lance Stroll, Pierre Gasly, Zhou Guan Yu, Mick Schumacher, Daniel Ricciardo, Kevin Magnussen, Alexander Albon, Nicholas Latifi, Yuki Tsunoda, and Botas did not finish the race. Guys, Mercedes is on the march, and they're there at the heels of the big boys, Red Bull and Ferrari, when they make mistakes. And in this race, Ferrari made all of those mistakes. And Max from 10th, I mean, the talent, Max Verstappen's talent is unbelievable. From 10th, no big deal. Don't worry about it. I'll win the race. I mean, he's also there again, taking advantage of Ferrari's bad strategic calls. And after this race, it was no surprise. He made or I'm sorry, Ferrari made some really questionable strategic calls. And there's Max, masterclass. I don't want to say slow and steady because they definitely don't go slow, but just focus, head down, focus, let the other teams do their thing and win the race. Sergio Perez for Red Bull also doing a good job going 11th to 5th. And there are those Mercedes Hamilton and Russell right there on the podium. And I'm telling you, 
If Hamilton did not have those DRS issues in qualifying, I think he really could have been on pole. I think, and now maybe it's just this track. You know, the tracks are all very different. You know, definitely look this up. It's not like you have like, you know, 22 of the same track. That would be boring. You know, this is a short, twisty track. Then you got tracks with really long straights. Some are 50 laps. Some like this are 70 laps. You know, then you have, you know, in this weekend, the wet weather, though it didn't really affect the race too much, a little bit of slowing down at the end, but, you know, I don't think there was going to be anything magical. Max was so far ahead, over 10 seconds ahead by the time that there was even a threat of a sprinkle, that him, you know, winning by 7.8 seconds, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, 7.8 seconds, you know, still a healthy lead over Lewis Hamilton. So as a Red Bull fan, I was very happy with the outcome of this race. So before we finish up here on Talk F1 from the Michael Papinchak show, let's go over the standings for both championships as we are now in the summer break. Max Verstappen leads the driver's standings with 258 points, followed by Leclerc with 178, and then Perez 173. Russell with 158, Sainz with 156, Hamilton with 146. It is so weird to see Lewis Hamilton sixth in the Drivers' Championship. Norris, 76, Ocon, 58, Botas, 46, Alonso, 41, Magnussen, 22, Ricardo, 19, Gasly, 16, Fettel, 16, Mick Schumacher, 12, Sunoda, 11, Joe, 5, Lance Stroll, 4, Albon, three. Nicholas Latifi has a big goose egg with zero for Williams. And Hulkenberg has zero. He obviously stepped in for Fettel when he had COVID for the first two races of the season. I don't think he'll be getting any more points this season. The Constructor Championship standings are as follows. Red Bull with a commanding lead with 431 points. Ferrari with 334. Mercedes with 304. Now, when I was talking earlier about the fact that, like, you know, Alpines really aren't fighting Red Bull for races, Red Bull has 431 points, Alpine has 99. So at the end of the day, if Max is behind an Alpine, as I stated, Max is going to pass. Not that I'm saying they let the driver pass, even though it can look like that. They just know that Alpine, with 99 points, is in the, in, he, they're really, fighting McLaren with 95 points. So they're really fighting for that fourth in the Constructors' Championship. Like I said, the best of the rest. Alfa Romeo with 51 points, Haas with 34, Alfa Tori with 37, Aston Martin with 20, and Williams, three solid points from Alexander Albon. Like I said, the next race is going to be in Belgium. August 26th through the 28th. Then they're headed to the Netherlands. Then they're going to be at at, uh, Monza in Italy. Then in Singapore. Then Japan. And then after Japan, they're headed all the way back to the United States, to Austin, Texas, at the Circuit of the Americas. Then down to Mexico, Brazil. And then the season finale, round 22, will be in Abu Dhabi. Check back at the end of August for my review of round 14, which will be in Belgium. To all those Formula One fans, have a great summer break, and thank you for listening to Talk F1. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Michael Papinchak Show. Please go to tmpspodcast.com, where you'll find links to iTunes, Spotify, 
SoundCloud, and YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe.